They say love is patient, they say love is kind Marriage on the other hand takes those things plus wine Spousing is a journey, not for the faint of heart Being married to a human is a science and an art Hey Katie! Hey Lauren! Man, I think life is just hard. It, it, life is harder when you're it's just... Just a shambly person. You know? okay. I thought that you were going to say when you're drinking champagne. I was oh, like, no, yeah. no. Life, well, life is harder when you're a shambly person in general, but. But also, I think fun, that when you are, when you're a person that's used to creating like chaotic situations around you, they affect you less. Which yeah, is, yeah. I'm not saying that's necessarily healthy. Well, that's... But if you're a person that's together and you're around a person who's like a little more chaotic, chaotic neutral. <laughs> chaotic neutral? Yeah. 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 We're both, you and I. Are we chaotic neutral or are we cha- we're chaotic good, right? Not chaotic evil. Definitely not chaotic evil. I think we're chaotic good. For sure chaotic. Yeah. Neutral or good. Goodish. Yeah. Chaotic goodish. Yeah. Is that an option? That's huh. the one we would choose. Well, I don't really know, but I can't figure out a good segue into talking about what our I really can. good. Oh, can you? Oh, yeah. I've got it. I've segue, got it. girl. Well, I was going to say that, you know, in terms of chaos and pre- pre- Chaos often happens as the result of not enough preparation oh. and things that you need to prepare for. And in life, there are some things you can and can't. One thing you can prepare for is traveling. That's Very. Right. Thank you. Um, that's like that Wikipedia game where you find within five clicks, you get to from one article to another. You mm. just got all the way from that article to that to article. Kevin Bacon. One or two clicks to Kevin Bacon. Mm-hmm. Um, Lauren and I are talking today about traveling, which traveling, obviously, as a married couple, maybe not obviously, but given that that is the topic of our podcast. Um, This is a really loaded area for me because notoriously so, as I have alluded to on different episodes of this podcast, Mark and I are not the world's best traveling couple. Um, We have traveled together before and some of the biggest arguments we've ever had in our relationship have happened on traveling experiences. And um, because of that, it got me really wondering, well, first of all, I have a lot to say about it, but the reason we're doing this episode is because mm-hmm. someone very special to this podcast recommended this very topic. Very special, special, very beautiful, somebody with a great butt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> My lovely wife, Caitlin, yes. um, decided, suggested this episode because of um, just, I think, well, specifically the season and just traveling and warmth and all of that. And I think it's really important to talk about what it looks like to travel together as a team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we... and. When you get married, um, often that's the person that you're traveling with. So there's, tell me about a little, before we jump into this, you and Caitlin, how much traveling have you guys done together? We've done a medium amount. This is, a traveling is a big goal for us. Um, we tend to take like one big trip annually, um, or at least we have in our marriage. Uh, and then I think we have set that as a goal for like the pre-childhood time that we have left. All right, not pre-childhood, pre pre-childbearing years. Yeah, I don't know. Motherhood, that's what it is for you mm. when you become a mother. When mm. you're a child, that's childhood. <laughs> that's not how that works for me. I don't get to go back. Um, yeah, you so might. that's a big goal for us in terms of making sure that we get, because that does explicitly change how how and frequently and in what ways you can Well, travel. your priorities, your priorities shift around a little bit, and you can make travel a priority. It's just that many people choose not to because instead they – especially as a teacher and a nurse and then a teacher and a social worker, mm-hmm. travel once we have kids. I want to send my kids to summer camp. Mm-hmm. That might really preclude us going to Europe. Right, <laughs> you exactly, know? exactly. So, well, I, do you guys travel well together? 
It, yes, we do. I am the planner in terms of I'm the person that can, like, book the things, do the research, put the trip together. Yeah. Caitlin is the prep person. So Caitlin is the person who can, like, she is in charge of packing. For example, as you might be able to tell based on our audio, Katie and I are actually in the same room right now. And traveling to get here by myself uh, was a little bit chaotic. <laughs> chaotic evil. <laughs> All right. Chaotic it was a bit of a evil. troll. It was. It was for sure. Um, because, and that's, that's the way I always used to travel. Because <laughs> I, I know how to plan the trip but I tend to be a little I too and optimistic co- in terms of prep time and were you cool with that yeah yeah because you accept your own chaos right, right exactly yeah exactly well I Mark and I I'm coming to, well I think for most people that I know that travel well together with their spouse or their partner it's because there's a really big difference in temperament between the two people and there's a balance there and and I see this a lot with like with you and Caitlin I see that you guys are both strongly skilled in different things and you both have a lot of ebb and flow in mm-hmm. your I guess um like power moments mm-hmm. same thing with two of my other best friends mm-hmm. Mark and I are I think I'm realizing in this very moment really similar in a lot of ways yeah I have always thought we were the most world's most different people but like you and me have been having a lot of conversations today about how we're really similar Mark and I are both really stubborn and we both think that our way is the right way mm-hmm. and the problem that's wonderful and there's no better feeling in my life when we both agree on the right way because we're both we're so in sync about it that it's like a spiritual experience when we both agree but when we disagree it's like real hard to come to a compromise because both of us think that our way of getting to the airport is the right way of getting to the airport and both of us think that our place where we want to go travel is the best place to go travel Mm -hmm. and so what ends what ends up actually making it a um well, we get, let's get into challenges for in a second. But let's mm-hmm. first talk about the benefits of traveling as a couple. So there's a lot of people out there who say that, and I agree with this, that before you decide to commit your life to somebody, you need to travel with them. Yeah. Um, the benefits of that are learning. It's it's similar to um, what you were saying in an earlier episode about what that quote from Plato about how you learn more playing with somebody for an hour than you do having a conversation for a whole day, right? Mm -hmm. When you're traveling with somebody, you get to see their quirks amplified because Mm -hmm. they're in a novel experience, Mm -hmm. right? So that's one of the benefits Mm -hmm. uh, in terms of like getting to see if this is the type of person you want to be with Mm -hmm. when for your rest, for the rest of your life. Um, like, what if you go on a trip and you find out somebody is, like, really terrible to service people? Or, like, you go Ugh. to a foreign country and you find out that they're actually, like, have a lot of racism that doesn't really pop out when you're yikes. in America. Yeah, yikes is right. Mm-hmm. So, some benefits is that you get to learn a lot about your partner. You also get to learn together. And you, as a teacher, know that shared learning is such a bonding experience. Growing together bonds you. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. Well, that reminds me of like, I guess just being open to those new experiences together. Again, that sounds like well, it's one of those cliche things that you that we know to be true. But it also informs the re- the rest of your perspective. Like you are from then on, you're always going to be able be able to be like, oh, this reminds me of that weird looking lizard that we saw together. Yeah, you know? it's a way to build shared experiences, mm-hmm. which is a big part of John Gottman, the Gottman Institute's big. Again, can we make an episode? They should sponsor us. We <laughs> we should sponsor them. Um, we, I think for them to sponsor us, we have to stop talking about them and tell them you have to pay us, and, and then we'll talk about you. 
They're like, they're like, why would free? we give you money for this? Why buy the cow? I know. You know what I'm saying? They have no idea how much money I'm actually giving them in many respects. Yeah, it's true. So, because from a professional and a personal standpoint, we're giving them a lot of traffic. Mm-hmm. Anyway, the Gottman say that you should have shared experiences. And going on shared vacations is a really good way to do that. The other thing is that when you're on vacation, you're sharing novel experiences. So you're getting the experience of, let me think of an example. I have never seen, um, there's Mark on an airplane is a version of Mark that I don't see anywhere else. Airplane Mark. Airplane Mark is. Airplane husband. It's like my my friend Taylor says that Wedding Taylor is like best Taylor. Wedding Taylor is best Taylor. We can attest to the fact that yeah. like that that She's woman was Taylor. born for a wedding. Yep. She is primo wedding guest. Invite her to your wedding, even if you don't know her. She's got good <laughs> dance moves. Um, I Mark is primo flight person because one he is like he's like a little kid on air. He didn't fly a lot growing up, and so yeah. like that is so. I'm also a bad flyer. So seeing Mark like that and him seeing me like that, we get to see, we get to be sensitive to each other. What makes Mark airplane husband? Oh, um, he just cannot believe that we're in the air. Like it just truly. That's like, not my father-in-law. Blows on the metro. his freaking mind. Yeah. <laughs> Mark loves the Metro too. Mark, many men who public are transit. curious people love public transit. <laughs> I, we've talked about it on this episode before that there is nothing less interesting to me than figuring out a route. Oh my god, literally. <laughs> um, not a root word, a route, like a route. R-U-T-E. <laughs> yes, a, a way to get to someplace. Yeah. Um, but like, I've also never seen, I've never seen Mark on a horse. Mm. I, I've seen him on a horse when we travel. Like, there's yeah. just, and it's sexy to Novelty. see somebody who you've been with for six or seven years. That encourages years. play. That mm. encourages, and, and you're unfettered. You're not thinking about your laundry or your meal prep. Like, you are. Well, yeah, that's going to come into our challenges, though, because uh, some of us are not, and some of us it takes a while. But let's finish up the, the benefits first. The can other I tell thing. you about my airplane wife? Yes, please. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you travel with Caitlin Aversa, um, you. Uh, <laughs> Katie has to sneeze and she's experiencing some panic. <laughs> yeah. So if I sneeze, Lauren just saw the look of panic on my face. Like, she went to go try to mute it, but we're together. You actually so I can't, can't mute it. it. <laughs> Alright, so now I don't have to sneeze anymore. Right, so go I ahead. Out of you. Um, airplane wife is, <laughs> we have a capital P plan that is in play when we are traveling. So I know that when we travel, I walk fresh, like when we got on a plane, I walk first in front of Caitlin. Caitlin walks behind me. We walk down to our seats and I hand, I then hand my bag to Caitlin. It is my job to get in my seat and put my seatbelt on. Caitlin then stows our baggage above our heads, closes the cabinet and then sits in. Oh my gosh. (laughs) This is our plan. There is no iteration of the plan that is not that. And one time, we had a bag that had to get gate checked. My lovely, my, my wife, Woo-hoo! who is, cat, is the strongest person I know, was like a puddle after that. Well, she was like, wait, wait, wait. My plane plan didn't work. We also have a plane. Is she superstitious? No. Oh, because I would be like, the plane's going to crash. Well, yeah, well, we also have a plan for plane crashes. <laughs> you hold on and say goodbye? No. Okay. It's a much more detailed plan. It's a much more there optimistic a, plan. It's a, and it's one of those things that I find so endearing and sweet about my wife because it is so not me. Like, I am just, yes. I'm like yes, a yes, whirling yes. dervish in terms of travel. I always get where I'm going. And then, I don't know, I'm just like, whatever, I'm here. Uh, but being like with my philosophy. Yeah. Like we're whirling dervishes who get where we're going. Yeah, exactly. I Sue always us. end up where I'm supposed to be. Yeah. But, yeah. but see, I like that. I love I've just been struck so many times today about how much Caitlin and Mark are like our compliments to us in those mm-hmm. things because I 
I cannot be, you cannot be a whirling dervish without a plan when Caitlyn is around. I cannot be somebody who is imagining my fiery corpse on the ground and a plane crash with Mark being so joyful about, yeah. <laughs> about, about the clouds. Like, I'm shaking and having a panic attack and, like, reaching for clonopin, and Mark is like, ah, cotton balls. Like, it's just, <laughs> I, how can I, right? It's yeah, just so, I can't, I have to be joyful about yeah. it. So some other things are, like, learning to problem solve together, because when you're traveling, you're going to come across a lot of things that, like, you might not come across in the United States, like, or, and sometimes we travel in the United States, but if you're internationally traveling, maybe there's people that don't speak your language, mm-hmm. or maybe, maybe simply you don't know how to get around the town. You have to figure these things out together. Mm-hmm. Um, and you also have to, like, it's fun to see how your partner interacts with, like, locals and like you know if you want to figure out where to eat like it's fun to see if your partner's like a yelper or like an ask the local to- yeah. mark would never mark would never get on yelp if he could ask a local where to eat ever like it would feel honestly that would like violate a certain sense of like mark's <laughs> dignity caitlin was like so entertained we were in san francisco i think one time and i had a um uh, we were in a uh, what's that called? An Uber or a Lyft? With... I thought you were gonna say yurt. I don't know why. We were in a yurt. That. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I Caitlin like sat in the front seat, and it was like a share, like a situation. Mm-hmm. And she, the girl in the back seat, I was told her that we were going to Napa, and I, I, we walked out of there with a list. I we just started chatting, and she gave me a list of places to go, like wineries to visit. Do you remember when we did that to somebody in an Uber in DC? He told us he was going to Charlottesville, and we were like, Mm-mm, "Here's where you're gonna go to eat." It was on our way back from seeing Glennon. Do you remember this? Vaguely? He told us that his girlfriend went to law school in Charlottesville, oh, and he was going yeah. down that weekend, and we were like, here's all the places to oh, eat. he was getting ready to propose, right? He was. Oh, I hope, if you're listening, Uber driver. <laughs> Whose name we it, don't remember, but has a girlfriend. Well. Yeah, yeah, I hope so. I also hope that they went to that one winery. Yeah, I hope so, too. Yeah. yeah. But that's a really nice, like, is she comfortable with talking to strangers? Yes. Well, Caitlin is one of those people who accidentally has that face that just invites everyone to talk to her. She doesn't, she's not a people person. Like, unfortunately, unfortunately but, for Luna, Luna is excellent with children. Luna is my dog, obviously. Y'all, Caitlin does have this face. You I'm, look at her and you think that she's going to heal you. And yeah. sometimes Caitlin doesn't want to heal you. All the time Caitlin doesn't want to. But people, like, but also she's very good with people. Uh, well, we are given what we're given. Exactly. I don't know what to tell you, babe. Like, I love the sense of humor from the universe and God, whoever she is, that's like, you don't like people, but also you're going to be so good at people. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, people are going to adore you. It's like people that hate children and that, like, you know, everybody in their life has somebody that they know that's, like, allergic to kids and who kids, like, like gravitate towards. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or also everybody has a person in their life that, like, loves kids or loves animals that kids want nothing to do with Me them. and Millie this morning. Oh, right. Millie was so pissed that you were here. I know. She was offended. And I, yeah. I was offended back. So. Yeah, and I was offended on your behalf. You're yeah. a good friend of mine. Right. Bitch. <laughs> Literally? God, you're my guest. Okay, another thing is the switching off together that you were talking yeah. about, that there's no distractions. Mm-hmm. For me, this is a challenge, though, because one of the things that makes traveling hard for me is that it... Although, I I remember on my honeymoon, one of the most notoriously worst trips of my entire marriage that we'll talk about momentarily, but I remember on my honeymoon, I it took me like four days to switch off and to like get into relaxation mode, I think I'd be better about it now. But some of us, it takes us a while to get to the point where we actually feel chilled out while we're while we're on vacation and not like still in that, ang- we carry the anxiety. And 
to speak about this from like a, a clinical perspective, we carry that anxiety in our physical bodies unless we're doing something consciously to reduce that anxiety in our physical bodies or unless time takes its kind of path. Yeah. And so oftentimes, now I know how to reduce my physical anxiety better than I did the year that I went on my honeymoon, but it took me three or four days to chill. Yeah. And because I was a little edgy, Mark was on edge, and so it took both of us three. And by the time we were relaxed, we only had like two days left in Antigua. Yeah. Well, I can relate. I think for me personally, I, it happens in reverse order. I am okay. I can switch off for three and then four you days. get ramped up. And then I'm thinking about the return. And all the traveling that we've done in our marriage, actually, all the traveling we've done in our marriage, with the exception of our honeymoon, because Caitlin took that semester off, has been a long, it's been a parallel experience with grad school. And so it's been, it's been Caitlin doing homework in a lot of beautiful places. Like, <laughs> that's like, awful. Yeah. I've seen so, that's true. Mm-hmm. I've seen so many pictures of like Caitlin's books out at like a ski chateau. Yeah. And Caitlin's oh. books at the beach. And Y'all, Caitlin's books. She's a healer, whether she wants to be or not. And she does want to be, obviously, because she's doing her homework on vacation. Yeah. So. I know. She just wants to be with your baby and not you really so much. Or maybe your vagina. My baby? No, I mean, like, as a healer, a person who's not great with people. Like, Caitlin is great with your body and your, and your like, birthing experience. But maybe she just doesn't want to, like, heal a stranger on the street. <laughs> yeah. She That's... gets – she gets. Uh, we have a, another standing rule that if you are a person that is with a healthcare provider or a person who has medical knowledge, you guys should talk about what you should do in public situations where there's a health emergency. Mm-hmm. Um, that's a really important conversation to have because – you, as a provider, can be really on the hook for a lot of things. Um, That's true. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and, like, there's an, there's a ver- there's obviously value in making sure that we are doing the best that we can. But sometimes, you like, there's a situa- situation that might occur. I remember one time we were at a concert and a girl passed out. And I remember Caitlin looking at me, rolling her eyes, passing me her drink, and then, like, going in to, like, figure out the situation. Oh, <laughs> and, like, for her, like, to, to me, her. I mean, to me, I was like, Oh my god! Swooning. Yes, I literally in face right now. She's yeah. fanning herself. I, w- I was. I was like, yes, yes, please, babe. yes, please, please go save that person. But for her, I think she often feels like I don't know. Like it's like it's like how teachers feel like they don't want to parent and they don't want to teach like or control children outside of. Well, right, and it happens to me sometimes too that I'll tell people that I'm a therapist and like right away they'll they'll like start telling me about. Some dark shit that yeah. happened, mm-hmm. like some bad thing that happened to them when they were a kid. And I'm like, I'm in a bar, yo. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> like relax. Right. And just so you know, you're not protected by HIPAA. So. <laughs> and because I am a therapist, I have real strong boundaries. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to so. need to back out of this. Unless I've been drinking, so I sometimes will be like... I'm sorry if I'm giving you too much therapy. And now, and Mark has now learned to be like, Katie doesn't really want to do this. And so he'll like, do you do this with Caitlin ever? That like, Caitlin doesn't really want to talk about this and intervene. No, Caitlin actually really loves, loves, being an if, expert, she, if you want to talk, well, no, she just really loves, like, specifically, like, the female reproductive system. That's and what so, I meant. Caitlin doesn't really give a shit about you. She loves your reproduction. She doesn't give a shit about you. She doesn't yeah. really, she's not in it for the, the person, right? She's not a therapist. She's in it for your bodily, like, miracle. Hmm. Like, the beauty of what we can bring into the world, I think. Like, Caitlin, yeah. I think of as a scientist more, more than a people person. Is yeah. Is that correct? Or No. Uh, She's more complex yeah, than this, obviously. Both yeah, yeah, because yeah, I'm a people person more than a scientist. She but. definitely is like a whole person. She wants to look at the the not she's obviously her whole person, but she looks at her patients with like a whole person lens. That's and right. So you know, and and that's that is that, true. Yeah, and you know whatever that means. But really, what really gets her going is the uterus, though. Tell me, it's not. She that's that's all she really wants. To, we we once took a 45 minute walk, and all we talked about was diabetes. 
the whole time. Uh, been there. She's excited <laughs> about healthcare. Okay, this is not about vacations, though. Yeah, although, although that, it is about your vacations because that's, that's all you ever did on vacations. <laughs> uh, and I, you know uh, what's wild is that I find myself invested, and then I'm like, well, then, then what happens to the insulin? Like, I want to know more. You know? Yeah, right. It's because, exhausting. Because the thing is, is that you're actually curious. One time when Mark and I were running, he told me all about like the history of Major League Baseball, and it got my mind off of running. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so I want to talk about the challenges of traveling because yes, for please. me, I am somebody who is like deeply trolled by traveling with my husband. So not so much anymore. We've gotten a lot better, and I'll tell you, awareness that this might be a tra- a trigger point. Just like anything, awareness of something as your trigger point almost like helps to diffuse the trigger mm. so much. Mm-hmm. If you can both just acknowledge that this is a challenge for us, that just changed. Like, so we're a lot, just since owning that traveling is hard for us, yeah. it's been easier. So the challenges for us in particular is that being out of routine can be hard for some people. Mm-hmm. I know for me, there are certain things that really... If I'm off my routine, like, something that I don't do very well when I travel is drink water. And if I'm not drinking a lot of water, like, I... It's just easy for me to forget to do the, my self-care things that are necessary for my survival. I'll forget to take my meds. Mm-hmm. I will overeat or overdrink. It's just hard to be out of my routine. Um, I think a lot of people have this experience mm-hmm. of vacations. People that, like, just lose track of what keeps them stable right <laughs> those like mundane things that keep you healthy yes. like regularly getting sleep and like sleeping and putting vegetables in your body and drinking yeah. enough water those are really important things and they're hard to remember to do when you're in a totally novel situation yeah yeah or or taking your mental health meds like mm-hmm. for me to forget to take my psych meds could have an actual effect on me mm-hmm. and if i forget to take my meds or like my mom Somebody in my life has a notorious story about how they forgot their birth control on their way to their, on like, on the way to their honeymoon. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's obviously a big deal. And mm-hmm. you need to have, just being out of your routine can be a challenge. The other thing is that traveling, obviously, and this might be a duh thing, but traveling takes time and money. And if you are not on the same page about how you want to spend your time and money, it can be an area of contention. Yeah. One of the things with our honeymoon was that we were, I... Mark and I don't like resorts because resorts are a really hard place for me to do self-care. Mm-hmm. I way overindulge and I always leave a resort feeling worse than I than and I never want to leave a vacation feeling worse or or like I need to Detox. heal from it. Yeah. yeah. So we decided we didn't want a vacation or a resort, but the benefit of a resort is that you know minimizes Jackie has planning. It minimizes planning and mm-hmm. it minimizes money, honestly. Yeah. Like or it might cost a lot up front, but you know exactly how much you spent mm-hmm. and you're in your plan you can integrate about it. it. Mm-hmm. That's it. And I really did not want to have to be thinking about money on our honeymoon because I knew that Mark and I would be very tense about it. Um, But Mark was right that we could save money by not staying in a resort. And it ended up being okay. But those things can be big challenges. Mm -hmm. And being on the same page, too, about money because, um, well, like, Caitlin and I come from different backgrounds in terms of, like, I guess how our families spend money. And so I know that when we were planning our honeymoon, she had an an idea, like a big grand – romantic gesture honeymoon um we still and we had a beautiful honeymoon but it was definitely a compromise because i was like i'm not comfortable spending that amount to have and like the the benefit and like i mean in an ideal world sure but like the benefits that we're gonna get are not gonna outweigh the fact that we're gonna put a significant dent in our well this is a tip yeah exactly this is a tip that i have and we'll get we'll get back to this is that you need to think about what it is that you want from the vacation just like a lot of things this has been a like um a rule in my life is that 
instead of thinking about the thing that you want, think about the thing that the feeling that that thing will bring you mm -hmm. and find the least expensive way to get that feeling. Yes. So if you and your I partner are looking for relaxation and sunshine and you can get that in Tuscany mm -hmm. or you can get that in the Bahamas mm -hmm. and it's less like money in the Bahamas, truly, it, there's nothing special about the blue water in, in the Maldives compared to the blue water in the Florida Keys. Or in our case, the blue water that is literally a day trip from us. Like, yeah. I think finding those vacation or those travel moments, like those unplugged moments in your in your own special, like your own town, mm -hmm. that is a beautiful way to like take vacation and, and experience those novel things together. When you're in a space when, you, when that kind of like um, disposable income is not really at your disposition. Yeah, yeah, but it's not really, right. <laughs> at like your you disposal. At your disposal, <laughs> right. Um, the other thing is that when it comes to time, like, we might have different ideas in our relationship about you and Mark are teachers, and so because of that, you have different PTO boundaries than me and Caitlin do. And so mm -hmm. you might, we have limited, if you and your relationship have limited amounts of time that you can spend on travel, you might have different ideas of how you want to spend that time. You know, like yeah. my family lives eight, I don't know how many states there are between here and Florida, eight states away from us. I, we have to save some of our time to see my family. It's yeah. just the way that it has to be. I wish that all of our, and my friends, I wish in, in an ideal world, in our family's ideal world, all of our PTO would be spent with them. Yeah. A week with his parents, a week with my parents, and I have two sets of parents, mm -hmm. and then my brother lives in Colorado. In my world, I my friends are important to me. Five of my PTO days will be, and five of Mark's PTO days will be spent on vacationing with my friends. It's just mm -hmm. the way that it is, and like that's part of the compromise that we've made. So it can be a challenge, though, is yeah. navigating how to use that. Yeah, that's true. And then also that brings up the other point I think that I struggle with in, in my marriage to a beautiful introvert is that we tend to travel to people. Um, yes, you're right. We tend yeah, to travel to tend, people. Yes. Yes. Uh, so that's really that's really important and in terms of like managing our own and like putting those boundaries up protecting our our mental health it's been really important for Caitlin and I to find times where it's just us yeah because otherwise we notice that like when we're with and it, it definitely depends on the people <laughs> that we're with um but like for I mean just I think any any degree of being with other like other people right. is very very stressful while it's energizing to me it is very stressful for my wife and so we need to find we have found yeah. ways because I also, I don't know, I benefit from spending that time with my friends. Mm -hmm. And so she has learned to, I, were, I guess we're kind of still in the process of learning, like, what's that balance look like? To appreciate that. she, I would say Caitlin really respects and appreciates that you need that. And so you guys are both learning how to balance. Yeah. Because you both respect and appreciate each other's needs when it comes to travel. Yeah. And people. I think in general, the rule that we've come to is that the person who, like, if we're at an event and one of us is ready to leave, the person who's ready to leave earlier generally makes the call because that person, like I would rather have my, like both of us be completely present and completely at something for like the whole time then, and then and be there a shorter time and have to go or mm. then, then be like stretching something out. That's a really good rule. That I don't think would, what's worked for me and Mark is like, being comfortable with leaving separately. Yeah. Because if I need to leave, but he would be upset about that, it would, 
I would rather us be separate than him be at home and be cranky or me be there and be cranky. So, yeah. but this is, these again. Are, these are, I'm talking specifically about events that we have uh, to attend together. Have to attend together. Yeah. But Weddings, one of the best things, though, uh, about you know, sneaking family away. Family events, that's stuff true. like that. Mm-hmm. But one of the best things about, well, one of the best things about vacation, sneaking away early from vacations as a couple, one of the things I've learned from my in-laws is that when we go to Chincoteague with Mark's whole family, my Mark's one brother, Mark has a bunch of brothers, but Mark's one brother and his wife will stay three days and where the rest of us stay seven, they'll stay three or four days and then leave. And they always, nobody that like this would upset listens to the podcast, but they always like could stay longer and mm-hmm. they kind of come up with another thing to do in the, in the second half of the week. And they, oh, and I, when we say why they say, because I love you guys and I want to stay loving you guys. Yeah. And so I'm going to leave early. And I love that they Like, I, I just love, love it. that too. And that I, is, it gives me permission. That's a very healthy way to yeah. go about vacationing with your family. I completely agree. Because also part of marriage is that you are, you are going to be on vacations with I don't want to spend seven days with his whole family. And you're going to be on a vacation with your partner's family. And and Caitlin and I have, we, her family takes us one vacation because this is the nature of that, of the the family dynamic. They do the same, like the same thing in the same way. And, um. And it's their tradition. It's their tradition. And I actually think it's beautiful. My family tends to have a lot of chaos surrounding vacations. Um, we all kind of do different things. We all kind of want different things. Um, and I think it's really interesting to be around Caitlin's family because there is no like chaos and hubbub. Everyone just knows what you're going to do. Now, the downfall of that is that when I want to do something different, there's not always a space for that. So we have kind of navigated through that together as a couple. Um, but we have determined that Caitlin's family does the same thing in the same way all the time. Like this particular vacation, they stay at this one hotel and we have learned that we, they have like a little family suite that they get. We are going to go on this vacation and, and, and like make sure that this is because in they tend to do like they're a little bit more all or nothing. So if everybody can't go, then nobody goes. Right. So we want to be part of that, but it also isn't super healthy for our relationship to be in that one space the whole time. Yeah. So what we decided is going to be healthy for us is to go on that vacation, be present for every present for everything, but we're going to have our own room. Yeah. We're going to rent our own room at that hotel. So you have to figure out a way space. to work yourself in to what's already there. Right. Exactly. Well, that's another thing about, like, for us. Oh, but getting text, you guys, real time. Um, oh, gosh. It's, She's the popular. It's, well, it's my sister-in-law with a very important anti-Trump text, so mm. I will check that as a reward mm-hmm. after this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um Y'all, I love being married to people that are bring me family members. That people. Is, well, <laughs> oh. what is a marriage if not being married to people, right? I love being married mm. to people who bring wow. me families, right? Listeners, that's what, what you, do you think. That's what you were just saying about vacation, right? It's being married to people. You are married yes. to people. That's true. Well, one of some of the best, one of the, our favorite vacations that we do every year is, you know this, we go with my high school friends. Mm-hmm. We go on a couple's, I, I, we call it friendcation. I lobbied hard for a couples retreat, but it's it's fruncation. <laughs> it's uh, but then again, us hanging out this weekend, um, I have called the podcast retreat. So yeah. I like things to be retreats. Um, like- speaking of those, Mark and I will escape on these vacations that we go with our friends. And one morning, almost for the last couple of years, we've done this where we've one morning woken up and gone to breakfast and just spent the morning like until lunchtime just like gone to breakfast and gone shopping together and it's our way to remember that we're there with friends and they're my high school friends but and Mark is buddies with all of them obviously but like it's our way to remember that we're really there as a couple that I'm not and it's hard too because my high school friends and I are I would say like 
um, a critical person could call us enmeshed, but I would say extremely intimately close. Yeah. That, like, it's hard, it's important for Mark to remember that actually he is still my number one person there. I think that's so important. I think traveling with groups... He's out there as an afterthought. And I think we're in the part of our... Yeah. Yeah. And I think the part of the part of our lives that we're in, we are still going to be in situations where we're, we are traveling with groups, but we're also... And I hope we always do. I want a vacation with my friends and their kids. Yeah. You know, I did when I was a kid. I, I went with other people. I absolutely agree. But I think it's really important that we understand that our the boundaries that we set up when we travel with groups and with as couples yeah. are not selfish. They're not... They are... Because because mm-hmm. we need to be the best versions of us yes. to be the to to contribute all of that and yes. like in, in situations where even when the when the event is not about you you still have to have your boundaries and you still have to have your yes. because you need to be the best you for that person yeah you know and if that means leaving a little early during the week or right. if that means so you as a couple on any vacation like you as a couple should be prioritizing that the other thing that can make it really challenging is different travel styles. And I think anybody who's ever traveled with anybody knows that there's some people that are fun to travel with and some people that aren't. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, (laughs) in a relationship, you can have things that... The thing about traveling is that your quirks and your bad habits at home that maybe you figured out ways to move around... You're taking all of those things as as John Kabat-Zinn says, wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. So you bring all of your things yeah. and you just put them in a completely different world. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, your concerns, like your, your quirks become worse. So Mark is, um, I am forgetful. It's a lot worse if I forget uh, my passport in Mexico yeah. versus if I forget my passport in the United States. Right. Mark is um, extremely anxious about money. Being in a country that uses a different currency than us mm-hmm. really triggers Mark, right? So, like, just knowing that your quirks are going to be, your quirks and your shortcomings are going to be tested. Put, they're going to be put in a different place mm-hmm. where you're not expecting your partner's shortcomings to come out and yeah. it's going to be really testy for you. And so, and that is something that comes out for me and Mark. But the other thing is that like some relationships, there's pre-planners versus spontaneous types. Mm-hmm. I know with my friends, Alex and Aaron, Alex likes to plan everything out to a T, have everything pre-planned so that it's easy and smooth when he travels. I have really enjoyed traveling with Aaron. I mean, Alex, because of, I love the spreadsheet thing. It's oh, you don't have to do anything with him. No. I just go with him and he shows me what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I need to either be the plan, like I need to either plan everything or I am the most compliant traveler. Like I will just show up, right. but well, I can't do the in-between. But the way that Alex, right, I, I can't either. And mm-hmm. I feel nervous with the either. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's why I either overcompensate or undercompensate. But I think sometimes Alex worries that he's, uh, at least with, I've heard him say, and I get the sense with me, that as somebody who plans everything, I think that he feels like it all falls on him because mm-hmm. I think that some of us are spontaneous types and rely on those pre-planners. Atrophied skill sets. Atrophied skill sets. Mm-hmm. And although I think one could argue that we choose people that have the skills that we don't have, but... <laughs> it's, a, it's a balance thing. It's a balance thing. thing. <laughs> um, but I would say, like, Aaron is one of the, honestly, the most charming and beautiful things about Aaron is that he is a spontaneous person. He's so spontaneous. Mm-hmm. And Aaron can have a joyful, fun time like notoriously at the beach, we um, when we all go on this friend vacation, there's six of us in total, and five of us will like bring carts and carts of things down to the beach, and like chairs and coolers and a tent and speakers and beer. And Aaron will come like an hour later, wearing nothing but swim trunks, no shoes, nothing, and a backpack with like a book, 
a, a like little cup of like marinated beets and like like a bougie little like sparkling water and that's all he needs and then he'll just lay on his back in the ocean and read all day and he's beets. the most yeah and eat beets I mean truly Aaron like it makes a gourmet beach picnic but that is just really different traveling styles and yeah. Aaron and Alex I have they travel so much together but they balanced because Aaron gets Alex out to do adventurous things and gets Alex to talk to people and do things that Alex wouldn't necessarily do. And Alex makes sure that they like show up to their place on time and that everybody has their paperwork. I love that. Right. I don't think, I think they travel really well. Together. I think the key there is respect because there is not a moral <sighs> value on there. Like neither one of those things, like being the planner or being mm-hmm. the spontaneous person. Those are not positions of power. Mm-hmm. They are mm-hmm. different and equal. You are and saying a, such a slam dunk right now. And that's what I, you have to be able yes. to respect that you're part and that's this goes with partners or just any friends that you've traveled we with. We tend to look down on the other type though, right? Yeah. And it takes a lot of self-checking. For me, it's easier with my friends to check myself and to say, to like bless and release your quirky habits, right? To yeah. accept you as you are. Like Alex is a control freak about travel. I don't think he's a control freak. Alex is just extremely regimented. Mm-hmm. I love that about Alex. And my partner, in Mark, it takes a little bit more effort. That's You know what that means. Drink, y'all. Millie mm-hmm. saw a squirrel. <laughs> a lot of squirrels. Many squirrels. <laughs> Several squirrel parade. Yeah, squirrel parade down my... Yeah, that's what it's like to live in the suburbs, y'all. Squirrel parade. Anyway, the point is, is that I think we should be flexible with our partners. Yeah. Other things, though, that make it hard is... What type of what type of vacation you want to have? Whether you want an adventure focused vacation or a relaxation focused vacation or a service focused vacation or a family oriented one, you have to be. Some people like I don't know about you and Caitlin, but like for me, I really like if I'm at the beach, I don't want to wake up and go on a hike. Mm-hmm. I, my girlfriend just got back from Hawaii, and every single day they must have planned to go hiking in Hawaii because every single day they were on a hike, and I was like bitch, if I'm in Hawaii, I'm on the beach. <laughs> like, I am not exercising on vacation. <laughs> Why? And you have to know your partner. You right. have to know. And you have to have respect for their preferences. And because you respect their preferences, you're also open to, like, other things. Yes. Like other, I think in general, Caitlin, Caitlin and I, I don't think Caitlin is probably the person I've traveled the most frequently with. I mean, I guess she has. I guess she is. Oh, yeah. Um, I think that she's one of those people. Caitlin is a person in my life that I I travel the best with, but I think that that comes from having an intense amount of respect. (laughs) Maley just came trotting back into the room. We fetched the dog. Yeah, we did. And she is... Still, still upset. <laughs> I hope you guys heard that. She's yeah. grunting and groaning. She's angry. <laughs> um, I am curious about what is, just quickly, the best and worst trip you guys have taken. Our best trip was our honeymoon for sure. I think we were in a in a spot where actually for, I guess she had been grad school for like a year at that point. And um, then the... the like when we got back from the honeymoon she took the summer that we got that we got married off and so there was just the two of us and we had been really struggling with time and and finding time together because she was working and in grad school and working an opposite schedule from me and so I think that just we we were able to just really like connect and find find all of this time to have conversations and to do things together that we just didn't we just didn't have Mm -hmm. um I think that was like honestly one of the best vacations our worst vacations. I don't think there's been. I don't think there's been a vacation that. Well, we did get into a pretty significant argument um, at it on a vacation that we took last year, 
And we just, it was a situation where we had been with people for a long, long time. It was our, and then what would tends to happen is that those things that you need to discuss that you're not, you don't have the space to when you're in a group vacation situation. And then when you find that little pocket of time that's supposed to be like your romantic (sighs) evening, that's the high pressure. You put that high pressure on your relationship and all of those things come out. Yep. I think that every year on my friendcation vacation, every single couple gets into one secret fight that we like come out about like at New Year's that we're like, did you guys also get into a huge fight that day? Yeah, Yeah, right. Well, that's, I mean, vacationing, like... We all fight, guys. Especially when you're around other people. Mm -hmm. That is a high-pressure situation. Mm -hmm. I think there's a degree of conflict that you should expect. I agree. Because you're going to be... You're going to get too drunk by accident and say something you don't want to say. Or Mm. somebody's going to stay out too late, in my case, at the golf course. Or like... Yeah. Yeah. I... For us, I would say our best trip was probably before we got married. We went to Jamaica for his best friend's wedding. Mm -hmm. And it was just a really... It was before we knew that, like, we had a hard time with travel. Like, we, and again, this is not, I shouldn't say that, like, this is a thing that we do. This is something that we occasionally struggled with, and now I think we're coming out of. I don't want to give us, like, a, a forever yeah, thing. you don't want to manifest that. I don't want to manifest it, yeah. yeah. But this is before we started having any troubles with traveling. And we had a really spontaneous time. I had wanted, if we were going to go to a resort, I really wanted to get a couple's massage. But it turns out, at a resort, a couple's massage is, like, $300 and for both of us. And so was two days of scuba diving and we really talked about it and agreed to go scuba diving and like I've we some of my favorite memories with my husband are us training for a half marathon together and us yeah. scuba diving together like us doing us riding horses together I mean like, yeah. us doing adventurous things together and I you know I scare easily so it's not and I know that Mark when he thinks of me as being a big chicken I know that in his mind he recalls the time that I went scuba diving with him on a day when we should not have been on the ocean because the water was real choppy and I almost got seasick but I didn't our worst vacation I would be tempted to say would be our honeymoon because I have as I've talked about in this podcast was not in my best self and like chose this the honeymoon as the time when we finally had alone time together yeah. to bring up the fact that I wish that I hadn't changed my last name when we got married y'all not a good thing to do on the second night of your honeymoon it was just like a little bit and then it took me like three days to relax into it and then my phone got stolen by our housekeeper it was just like a little bit of a thing um but our I would say I don't think it's my worst one, though, because we both still talk about our great memories from Antigua all the time. So our bickering, that's a, that's a lesson, I feel like, is that bickering and arguing doesn't have to take the entire memory of the mm-hmm. vacation, and that's important, too. But I think that our probably one of our toughest vacations was... Um, going to probably going to see my mom before my mom and I got really comfortable yeah calming down together and being around my family drama before my mom and I really learned to regulate ourselves and Mark had to step in my mom and I both reverted to some high school stuff like me in high school and my mom towards me when I was in high school and um my mom and I were still doing a lot of healing of our relationship and Mark had to step in and he had never seen it was a family situation where Mark had never seen that side of me or my mother. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that he still wanted to be with me after that because it was pretty upsetting, like that argument that he had to witness. But um, that just says, and also on that trip, like my brother, I think, was around and like there was just some, there was just some like family stuff can get in the way. And so I think that 
now having been together, knowing that thing we were just talking about, about boundaries and knowing each other's signals and giving each other like a code, like a signal when mm-hmm. something is getting too much, like I need you to get me out of here. Yeah. Um, remembering that when you're on family vacations that it's about the two of you ultimately mm-hmm. and that this family vacation is a leisure trip and you're not a I have to tell this to my patients all the time but I have to tell myself too we're not children anymore we can say no to yeah. anything yeah to yeah. anything it might not be easy to say no but you can we can and we have the right to and yeah. we're allowed to and someone else can get mad and it doesn't matter yeah, if you're you a grown still up get to have it, your If your parents don't pay your bills, you can say no. Yeah, (laughs) I agree. I think vacations are a space in which you and your partner can experience both your highest highs and your lowest lows. Bingo. Because it's, that is one of the articles that I just, that I read. I read this beautiful article about how relation, like their relationship was healed from traveling together as a couple. And they were talking about how they were forced and because you're together the entire time, which how often are you together with your partner 24 hours a day? Never. Like, literally, never. Only on vacation. Only on vacation. Mm-hmm. And because of that, you ha- you're you forced to, especially if you're doing prolonged travel or, like, European travel or backpacking or something, you're forced to have to figure out your lowest lows and you're forced to really sit and soak in your highest highs. Mm-hmm. We don't get, oftentimes, our high highs in our real life, we don't get the chance to sit in. Yeah. You know? Because we have to just move on to the next thing. I like, I like that. Yeah. I like, yeah. I think... I think vacations provide you an opportunity to be at play, and I think you you need to expect some degree of conflict to arise, and you need to have strong conflict resolution skills so that you and your partner can navigate through that. And mm-hmm. and understanding that this, that that the bickering doesn't have to take up the whole, the whole vacation just because we fought once doesn't mean this still isn't magical. That's this, exactly right, and that the same thing again. It's a long life and it's a long vacation. And your approach to, that's one of the other things that's challenging about vacations is that if you idealize it uh-huh. and you put it on a pedestal, then you have expectations for it. And I think that that is a thing for me and Mark is that we have to recognize that our expectations are lo- Also, when I go on vacation, I can turn into like extra Katie, you know? And like, mm-hmm. not every, like as my dear beloved friend Vince says, the vacation Katie has two modes. I'm either at a three or at an 11. There's no, like, six yeah. for Katie. And I either, like, I either want to be asleep or I want to rage. And, like, that's a lot for some people. I was going to say, and at, as a part, as your partner, that would be really difficult to navigate. It really would be very yeah. difficult to navigate. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, given the fact that my partner just walked in the door. <laughs> sure did. Um, I think that we're about to have some commotion with my dog and my husband. So <laughs> this seems like a good time to wrap up the episode. Yeah, Mark, you want to so. say hi so the listeners can hear your voice? What's up? There he is. That's the man That's that I love. Voice. That's the man I've chosen to it's marry. That's a good voice. Do you have a travel-related recommendation? Um, what is a travel... Oh, yes. Always, always, always bring your water bottle. That... Two water bottles. Yes. I do not like to share my water with Mark because Mark has some, like, habits of his water that gross me out. Like, he likes to shake it before he drinks it. And I know that that does nothing, but, like, that to me is, like, stirring up the germs. And I know, like, it doesn't make any sense. It doesn't. Just That's right. plan ahead to what's going to upset you and just accept it. Don't try to be not upset about it. Just recognize it'll upset you and just bring the other fucking water bottle. Yeah. That's my tip. I love that. Hydration is 
never a bad and idea. And we never hydrate on vacation. And y'all on an airplane, bring that facial mist. Uh-huh. Hydrate, mm-hmm. moisturize. Um, My travel tip is you can flag all of the travel-related information emails in your, in if you use Gmail, which if you don't, you should. It's 2019. Mm. But you can you yeah. can flag everything and say, like, I, like, every time we take a trip, I try to flag everything as like, okay, this is all of the stuff. This is our, like, Airbnb re- reservation, our flights, our, our whatever, like, our the wedding that we're going to go to, like, the, all of that mm. information, have that all in the same GChat folder so that you're not scrambling to find those emails. Indeed. Great, great, great tip. Um, also, y'all, I recommend Antigua. We stayed in an Airbnb. We did it. Oh, sorry. Best, best travel trip ever. Credit card points. Get a good yeah. credit card. Get a good credit card. Pay it off every single month, and then don't look at it for like three years, and then look at it and realize you can go to Europe for free. Yeah, that's how we went on our honeymoon. We got our we paid for all of our wedding expenses on our credit card and used our credit card points to pay for our flights. Our entire honeymoon was less than eight hundred dollars. Yeah, because we did an Airbnb and we spent a week in the tropics. It was yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, I think we did it. I, I think, think we spouse. We're not in the Caribbean, but I think we spouse. No. Love you guys.